<laughs> I could do with a civics uh, lesson, if I'm honest. I'm pretty sure the, we just follow the UK's lead on this. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but this is how it is in Canada. Canada is perfect party discipline, which means every vote is a whipped vote, which means that if you're part of the Liberal Party of Canada, you always vote with the Liberals. If you do not vote with the Liberals, you are kicked out of the caucus, which means you are no longer a Liberal. Um, so in Canada, majority government, um, from the prime minister on down, you essentially have complete parliamentary control. You're allowed, you, the, 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 uh, the, the party in power is able to pass legislation with impunity. Um, do you have, do you, do you have two houses? There is a Senate, but it is very symbolic at this point because it's a full, it's an appointed Senate. Um, so they, they, they are the, um, yeah, they, they oh, are kind of like the uk where it's the the lords where they're just you know they're there for life pretty much hey well we've got great news we've got great news uh we're bringing back uh, imperial measurements uh and this is have you guys not heard about this no uh dan brooke thanks for subscribing and hello everyone welcome to the 40k adjacent show uh we are bringing back which for warhammer terms is excellent uh, we're bringing back pounds. We're bringing back pints. We're bringing back. I don't know if a flagon is in that. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, oh, Val, uh, research that. Research that shit. Um, it's uh, it's actually uh, true. Uh, you might think it's not true, but it's 100% true. We're bringing back <laughs> oh. imperial weights and measurements, which is oh. nice because because actually, having thought about some of the things that I've been thinking about recently, Logan uh, kind of changed my mind massively recently that like all cultural stuff comes from the us of a so why not get into pounds and and inches and whatever the f they do and warhammer's already in that anyway right we're all doing inches as is so why not just fucking go the whole way right david smith thanks for uh donating five gift subscriptions you absolute babe and hello everyone Ooh, welcome yeah. to join us live i'm joined by val and diffie pete isn't here this week he's not feeling too well uh so if everyone wants to tweet the falcon on twitter and tell him i hope he's okay uh, that'd be nice diffie lovely to have you here i'd also like everyone in the chat to know it's diffie's birthday yesterday and oh. i think in canadian time it might still be his birthday so kudos and congratulations to diffie uh you look not a day over 31 well, um, I'm a little, a little older than that, but uh, thank you, thank you. Are you still millennial enough to be south of forty, Diff? Just yeah. Oh no, yeah, I am. I am south of forty. All right, there you go. Thirty-six. Did you say all right? Nineteen eighty-five. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Happy birthday to the Diffy. Uh, you feeling good? Are you? Wait, are you in the Zenial bracket? Because I think me and Val are actually Zenials technically. I don't even. I don't. I reject your title. As the 80, 1984, I think is is solidly millennial. No, no, no. It's zenial. Uh, you are the your 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 analog to digital transitional. Uh, That's what me. millennials are. That's what no, millennials, millennials are. No. So, but interest. I got it an is. interesting thing because you know how it goes: boomer, millennial, zoomer. You know how zoomers are the new ones. Well, well, it's actually boomer, Gen X, millennial. Oh, Gen yes, X. thank you. I miss Gen X. Boomer Gen know, X. It is our duty as an older generation to shit all over <laughs> these, these miscreants who are, are digital natives, which is the definition of a Zoomer. The Zoomer. Yeah, but my question is, is what happens next? Because while it's been a fun level of like, uh, like it's fun with these naming conventions, but I think Zoomer, uh, what happens after that? Like, uh, like, you know, 
Zillennials. Obviously. <laughs> what the generation after? Zillennials. Obviously. Uh, maybe the impending uh, catastrophe via climate change will make them tumors. I'm not sure uh, what they are. Uh... <laughs> Just uh, rad wasters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, um, I'm not sure where we're at, but hello, everyone. Welcome to the show, Val. How are you? That was Rob? a really cold open. Um, how I'm? I'm 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 great. I was uh, given a little Canadian civics lesson there because we have just had a um, uh, uh, a Canadian election. Is it a general election or a regional collection? Uh, it's it is it is a national collection of voters. Who uh, set out to the polls? Hit the poll hard last night. We all we all uh, limbered up. Did some uh, reverse spreadies, as uh, Aussie man might say. Hit that poll hard. And we reelected sexiest, not head of state, but but head of government around the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Trudeau. Everybody, he's back, Mister Justin. Blackface was just a phase I went through, Trudeau. Oh. <laughs> he did. He did do that. Like, what? what, 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 what wow. Did yeah. he ever do that? He, did he, he did that enthusiastically. Um, while also, like, yeah, that's unbelievable. It, uh, I remain fascinated by how, by how, like, some things stick to people, like blackface paint, for example, and other people yeah. uh, just... Just rolls right off him. I don't know why. Oh, is this Shilly? Hello, Val. Oh. Happy birthday, Duffy. <laughs> Shilly just wanted to come and say hello to everyone, uh, which is nice. He doesn't get to say a lot. Well, you know what we need to get you next, Robbo, is a full-on green suit. <laughs> uh, that way, Shilly can fully host the show. With the magic of uh, no longer being in the picture, uh, Shilly is great content, uh, which is uh, which is nice. It's a nice. I, I, I'm proud that we finally came up with a way to take uh, uh, the edge off stinging criticism. Correct, correct. To to play the other side of the coin that is uh, corporate bootlicking. I'm not sure, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy he exists. Uh, let me let me ask you both how you're doing. Uh, Diffy, how you doing? You well? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, I um, had a had a pretty good birthday yesterday. Had a probably a little bit too much to drink in in lockdown, mm-hmm. and uh, my my wife made uh, a surprise birthday cake for me, uh, which had I've actually got a, 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 some of them. I'm not sure if they're going to come up on camera very well. Um, dice fondant, fondant, oh. dice. Wow. She she so, got this for you or made this for you? She made it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's super so cute. A, like a chocolate fondant chocolate mud. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna yeah. say fondant is a delicious alternative to green stuff. I've been using it for years. <laughs> 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 right, uh, Val, catch me up with how you are, and then I've got some interesting topics I'd like to talk to the chat about, and you two. Uh, Val, catch me up. How are you? Well, as 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 I've been hinting and alluding at, I'm I'm I wake up pleased. We have a minority government in Canada, which to me is a good thing. And uh, yeah, life is good. Life is good on this side. Thank you to the mm-hmm. wicket keeper for donating fifty gift subscriptions in the chat. Uh, absolutely, like let's 
Someone call the police. There's been a murder. What, you uh, an anti-Shilly? You are? What's, what's the opposite of Shilly? He's the opposite of Shilly. Uh, thanks to... Uh, that's so fucking incredibly kind of you. Thank you, Wicked Keeper. Um, it's big love. I hope Wicked Keeper's going to be excited about the content this weekend. Uh, I know he loves a bit of live coverage, so I'm looking forward to him seeing it. Um, he likes the taste. Uh, I want to uh, I want to hit you two up with uh, the latest. <laughs> I don't really like to do this anymore, but I'm gonna I have to bring it up because it, I think it's going to cause a furore over the internet over the next couple of days, and I'd like to get yours two's take on it. Have you? I'll start with the first bit of good news. Have you seen the brand <laughs> new uh, Black Templars box slash brand new model that's been released? And what are your thoughts, Val? Where are you at? All right, so this, this may, I don't know if this is a popular take or not, but um, I just, Primaris Scouts seem a bit weird to me. I, I don't know if anyone's with me on this. I didn't realize that, that like, they were going to happen. So they have, because they have Neophyte models, I just assumed they would have, like, Reavers or, like, Phobos dudes as the, as the Neophyte, um, who's it's, you know, um, Black Templars. But that is not the case. Uh, they are, in fact, um, fully modeled. Uh, outside of that, I mean, this is interesting how Black Templar are the first um, Space Marine uh, faction uh, to get a full reboot. Um, kind of, I find that kind of fascinating because all of their, I feel like all of their characters are getting redone, all their specialty models are being redone. It's interesting. Okay, Diffy, what are your thoughts on it? Chat, what are you thinking? Uh, I think some of it's pretty cool uh I, I do like some of the new uh the new models uh i am still mildly confused about the cleaning the sword while it's still in the orc that's but just good service okay that's just that is outstanding i am loving the um the memes that are going around though of um of that guy cleaning everything <laughs> He's cleaning a lot, yeah. basically. He's cleaning a lot. He's, he, he's, he's yeah, slave labor. <laughs> he's a yep. servitor labor, all right? Same, same, but different. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, Cle cleaning Sigvald's ass is definitely one of the better ones uh, that, I've, that I've seen. Um, <laughs> if anyone isn't sure yeah, what we're talking about, I am going to show it on screen right now for everyone so you can kind of check it out. Uh, there he is. Uh, so he looks pretty gorgeous, uh, ultimately. Uh, a great model. Um, Has he always had the sort of brassy copper armor? Uh, oh, so this is kind of uh, where we're going to lead to with this conversation in a minute. So this is uh, this is Hellbrecht Returns, uh, and there's his mm -hmm. model. I mean, the model's amazing, right? Um like, uh, yeah, the serv yeah, correct. Uh, like Kinnigit says in the chat. Oh, wait, no, Scott B says servitors are just slavery with extra steps, right? Uh, are they not? Yeah. And no frontal lobe, at least. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of overlooking the fact that, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, what a bitch. He's cleaning the sword. I'm like, some people's brains are just removed and used as, like, processors. Like, there are baby cherub things that reload ammo like this is a fucked up place like if the we've actually never i don't think ever considered the fact that the baby cherubs are um babies <laughs> <laughs> i've never i've never put that together <laughs> what you've never had a thought on it yeah no i've never <laughs> actually thought that the the servitor babies are um 
babies. Actual babies. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. That's rough. Like you're looking at JVP, and then you think JVP would would I put wings on you and get you to reload my gun? Like what world is that? Or replace your brains with uh, (laughs) machinery? I probably would think twice about it. That's what I'm saying. And like Nikos is in the chat, cleaning the sword looks like a pretty okay job in that in that world. In that context, it seems all right. I'm telling you now, I'd rather be the dude behind him holding the multi-melter or melter gun or whatever Surely it is. We have a little glimpse of him, though, so we don't know what kind of humiliating things he's also having to do back there. So Yeah, we, but in the middle of a battle, him. in the middle of a battle, I'd rather have a commie melter than, than, a, than a cloth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> are we saying that there's there's two serv- there's three servitors on this base? Scroll down. There, there, are, there are two. Uh, in the image, there are three, but there are two servitors. There's the guy. There's the guy holding oh, the okay. gun. Uh, oh, I haven't seen these photos. Oh, his helmet's friggin' awesome. Yeah, yeah. The helmet yeah. version is unbelievable. So, how do you think the the studio pulls that off? Do, do they when they have different head options? Are they actually magnetized? No, no. They they <laughs> as someone who dropped Mortarian's face. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, I can attest that they blue they can they blue tack the parts basically because they obviously paint them in sub assemblies anyway so they're basically right. they're basically blue tacked together yep. um, at joints um, by when heavy metal paint and I once accidentally dropped Mortarian's face uh, off uh, which is a experience I don't want to repeat. Take Mortarian's face face off. <laughs> yeah, would like to. Did you did you? Did you replace it with Nicolas Cage? I would like Nicolas Cage now to play Mortarian in the live-action version because it would be amazing. I feel like or, I feel like when they redo the Catechin line, everyone, every single face should just be a different version of Nick Cage, and I think that'd be awesome with me. I don't like it when people don't say things like Oscar-winning actor Nicolas Cage because the motherfucker's got an Oscar. He's good, right? We need to be. Aware. He's good. So the model looks fantastic. The starter box is like, meh, whatever, in my opinion. But like some people are very excited. Um, the thing that's uh, caused some controversy, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, uh, and they've actually uh, re-amended it on the uh, Warhammer community site. So this original picture uh, that you can see here, uh, I think it was by Mark Gibbons. Um, so uh, he did a lot of like the older artwork i'm not again an old k uh, an old school 40k stan so i don't know some of this stuff but for some people this is very very important especially some of this original artwork and in my opinion this is an again an opinion piece i would say that 40k has been driven a lot by some of that artwork over the years they yeah, like this looks like a modern piece this is this is they're saying that this is an older piece an older piece yeah 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 it's one of the like yeah. one of the defining images uh, like mark gibbons having done a lot of the 40k art back in the day so there's kind of like two yep. two things uh, captain corelli's mandolin is also fantastic tristan i see you in the chat that's the correct decision um so yeah i would say artwork <laughs> drives it but there's been a bit of controversy that's occurred over the week actually even leading What's his name gibbons uh, mark gibbons i think um uh, and uh, and uh, the controversy that occurred over the weekend, uh, or yesterday even, is that this image that's been uploaded and has been edited, so they've changed it, uh, had um, Mark Gibbons uh, like uh, uh, like signature on the piece uh, removed. It was airbrushed out um, from the. Why? Uh, well, 
it, it's part of a. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm actually looking at a color version of it, and it's got a little MG. In actually, the, right the, the color, the colored variants, and the one on the website now has the MG returned. But it even led uh, 40k authors, such as uh, what's his name, one of the 40k authors, actually even tweeted about it. Um, so one of the the Black Library authors. Um, oh God, I forgot his name. Um, uh, thank you, Hydra Homish, uh, for. Uh, John French may have done it. I didn't look if it was John French, but there was also a couple of other people. There was John French. Uh, there was um, there was a if John French did it, he's actually a different author to the one I saw. By the way, I've met John French and he's an absolute treasure. Um, I don't know if ADB did it, but it was someone. Um, I, it was on my Graham McNeil. That's the one. Graham McNeil is the one I saw. It might have been a bunch. But it kind of, it kind of, it might have been all of them. Fucking God knows, right? This is the point. It's a huge story at the moment because they basically effectively must have tried, like they intentionally airbrushed his signature out and they didn't credit the artist. Um, and uh, poor form on Games Workshop's part, but also someone made the decision to do so. So I kind of, if you guys are new to the conversation, I kind of want to know what your take is on it. Um, and if you don't, if you haven't, like, it seems like neither of you kind of have, have seen this um and then kind of following on from no the the one i'm looking at has the um has the mg um still on it so they've obviously yeah they put it back yeah they've yeah, yeah they've we replaced it there and then it went away and then it came back i was actually looking at the um original um i just googled it just to see what the error of it and by the way this artist responsible for i think a lot of how we conceptualize 40k correct um that's pretty iconic uh, uh ink drawings mm. um but the um, thing I was going to say is this actually came up. I'm going to plug a, a show here called The Battle Hosts, mm-hmm. uh, and they did a, um, a sh- they just released last week uh, a show ca- about um, satire in 40k, and um, I guess it's it's essentially a discussion around how um, as time has gone on, we've, uh, the, the setting has gone further from being an obvious satire or or even like um, caricature even uh, to more and more being uh, very straight, and in the course of that conversation they actually they, they ended with a review of warhammer plus um and in that review they note that um all uh, the the sort of original content does not credit um any of the you know animators or directors or writers it's just the uh, warhammer plus team uh, well that yeah that's Which, where i was going to move the conversation on to so yeah thank you for bringing that up there's no um, uh, there's no credits attributed to any of the artists. Voice actors don't get any cre- accreditation. The animators don't get any accreditation, any of that. Um, which was already, like, I think a burning issue for a lot of people. But I think this picture and, therefore, the the intent... The interesting thing is that they intentionally went and edited the picture to decredit the artist. That's a specific... Like, that's, <laughs> like, not crediting someone, like, not writing, oh, this is by X, is whatever it could be forgotten it could be a mistake like not policy whatever the situation but in this situation they intentionally decredited the artist effectively and i kind of want to know what your two's take on it like i don't really have like a cross i want to burn i don't have an axe to grind i'm not like planting a flag uh i personally think obviously all artists should be credited i think someone's brought up a good point in the chat like if you're a company paying for an artist to produce some ip for you do you really even credit them but i think that has to be part of like the negotiations in like go on diff you have to i think it depends on how much you pay them huh like i i think it really depends on how much you're actually paying them because i think there's a there's a reality here that um games workshop uh, are not known uh, for paying very well. Uh, and so uh, 
part of the the value of working for Games Workshop could be implied, or you, you could um, you could use your work to get further work. So, as in working for another company, uh, another whether that's a game company, a media company, whatever it might be, for graphics, voiceovers, and like whatever. Um, if you aren't credited, you should get then paid more. It's very hard. You should get paid more because you can't use. It's very hard to use that work as a body of work. Yeah. Because if I go to a company and say, "Oh, you know that that um, you know that that animation on uh, Warhammer Plus, uh, I did that," and they go, "Well, did you?" Uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, sense. it's interesting. Like, so credit. I mean. For example, you know, there's lots of, of corporate art uh, out there that obviously is uncredited because, uh, you know, um, when when you when you work for a company, generally speaking, your output, especially if you're a full time employee, your output is owned by the company that you work for. And that's not just artwork. That's um, Excel spreadsheets and anything that you do for them um, that belongs to the company when it's done on company time. So that's not unusual. Um I think there was a time when um, Games Workshop was, I think, more of a... And I'd be interested to go back and look at some of the examples of this in the book. How often, like, for example, we, if we went back to third edition when Black, Black Templars first appear, how often are we seeing, um, you know, credited artists? Because they, they credited uh, Codex, you know, the, the main Codex author and stuff in those days. This is kind of a post-Matt Ward world where, um, you know, uh, artists don't get direct credit. Um, I even I did a Wayback Machine once on Forge World. Um, I can't remember why, but I found it really fascinating that way back when they actually would credit uh, the individual um, um, artist, uh, like sculptor, for each of the Forge World pieces. Mm -hmm. So you used to be able to look up to see who you know who sculpted the Elysians and all this kind of stuff. And so over time, I think sort of in that post, you know, it was a, sort of a post Matt Ward world, there was a, a decision to sort of remove the individual. Um, con contributor from that story and they do appear still like obviously like they appear on um you know, you know the various warhammer plus shows and they'll be credited in those contexts uh like warhammer tv they, they had the interview series for a long time they'll, they'll credit the the work there but in an official capacity they don't get credited now that they're in 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 the world of uh especially warhammer plus where they're doing uh, production of uh, like screen content I, I do wonder, like, you know, if, if you know, the various unions that are involved in, in the production of that stuff um, see that they're fully uncredited. I wonder wonder what, what the comment might be. I don't, I don't know. It, it just it's 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 an interesting crossroads. And this I, had they put out this picture without the signature to start with, no one would have said a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's the fact that they I, they went back and, and removed it when they went whoopsie. Um uh, that that someone said, "Whoa, wait a minute, we're we're taking credit away." Well, actually, they just they just never give credit, and that's actually a very um, you know purposeful policy for reasons that they have. Well, I'd so, like to I'd like to touch on uh, well, they did credit John Blanche literally the day before in a, another article. Hmm. So it's which artist they credit is uh, is specific, um, and I assume that's based on well, some. Was he? What, 
did they credit him by including his signature on a piece of art, or did they credit him by talking about Blanche, which they do quite a bit? Yeah, exactly. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because they've they've effectively co-opted his style as part of their IP, uh, not that like it is theirs, right? So there's a couple of things I'd like to go through because I think there's some like disingenuous parts of the arguments that circling around the internet, and I'd like to kind of kick them open a little bit, like because I do have some insight, and I also would like to talk about just some parallels. Effectively, I think Plus is a good starting point for us to jump off um they credit no one uh, which isn't the same as a triple a game in any way they credit everyone isn't the same as any tv show or movie they credit people um so like mm-hmm. there is no there is no industry standard by which they're following so they are absolutely at odds with how the creative market even by the most abhorrent companies like disney um, although if the mouse wants to give me a million pounds, please do. Um, uh, like even Disney, like will, uh, apps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like even Disney, like they'll credit everyone. Um, but the, the, the more, uh, reprehensible element of it, in my opinion, is not only do they credit people, but they don't allow people who've worked on the credit, uh, on the projects to credit themselves. So like, mm. if you go to try and find someone who's worked on those projects, there's no statements. There's no Instagram posts. There's no tweets. There's no like, this is me in this project. There's none of that. Artists aren't even allowed to talk about their own work inside a field, which is pretty dire for those artists. Because like Diffie said, you do one project and that kind of propels you. Someone's like, oh, you've done great work on that project. You should come and do this project. Wait, you did the soundscaping for that project. That's excellent. You did the animations for that work. That's excellent. We'd like to hire you. Oh, we'd like you to do our project. We'd like to do X. So you would hope these people mm-hmm. are getting paid paid for that privilege. I think that that would be, uh, like Diffie said, I think that that would be excellent. But I think not crediting them is not industry standard. But also not letting them talk about it themselves is very draconian. Like, And I don't really <laughs> understand it. Well, I think it's, it's okay to have a bit of a cone of silence before it's released. Like, I'm all for that. Like um, the, you know, like just like with things like Marvel movies, no one's allowed to talk about the movie until it's released. So that that kind of pre-release cone of silence, yeah, that's I think that's fair game. I think you know NDAs and all that jazz. But I think once it's released, I th- I really do think that people should be able to say that I did this work. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I, think it, I think it extends to again. This is this is a quirk. Uh, um, of of the way uh, Games Workshop produces things, uh, especially in sort of the more recent era, um, which is again uncredited. You know, it's it's no one's bigger than the team type mentality. And I think that I don't know that the original place I came from seemed to have been not necessarily a bad one, um, uh, because there was an era where the internet was absolutely destroying. Um, creators of Games Workshop and personally attacking them and vilifying them. And I think that was a turtling uh, to, you know, protect content writers from the evils of the internet. Okay. I think it maybe is different. Well, I'd like, I'd like to jump in. I'd like to jump in. Yeah, I'd like to jump in on that point because actually I think that that's the most, that's the most kind of like uh, disingenuous part of this conversation that I've seen kicking around on the internet. That Games Workshop, okay. Games Workshop have an intent desire to protect their creatives from internet backlash. As someone who was the front and center for the multi-million pound company, uh mm-hmm. for two years um not as a creative i guess but like the front and center like public pr person i'd like you to know as a statement for everyone who wants to have this conversation with them on the internet 
I had no protection in any way. I had no training. I had no briefings. I had no uh, job guide. I had no resource to talk to anyone about anything I needed to protect me as a person. I had nothing before I went live, after I went live, and for the entire existence of my job role, which had no job specification written at any point, none of those things. At no point is there a company-wide policy to protect anyone in my experiences. Zero. Like, none. Yeah. Not even a basic, are you okay? Like, couldn't, like uh, is there a way to make sure you're safe? Um, none of that. So the, the very fact that that conversation is being had, like, as if a company, <clears throat> like, like, the animator, like, I, I don't know, uh, the key grip, well, not that there's going to be a key fucking grip, but, like, the storyboarder, yeah, for a animation is not getting internet backlash so severe. And also, other creative industries, like, like people fucking hated Star Wars. Like they hated it, yeah. right? But they oh, still yeah. credited those artists, right? It's so again, not saying that the policy was effective, uh, and not saying that in your case that you felt particularly uh, taken care of. Uh, but I, that is the rationalization that I don't know where it even came from. But that is, that is certainly the 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 fable behind it, right? Uh, that but it's at false. some point they did that. Okay, so we're going to say it's false. Um, if if. Regardless of whether or not that is the case, it's not um, like I, like right. there's the there's the story but and think... there's the lived facts. And okay, so I guess the the real question is, what does that do for him, right? So like the the the, the and this is again getting this is a stolen point again from that the, the discussion I had, which is something I did not consider, and this is perhaps something not being considered either, which is that people become fans of specific creators. Right? So As like they especially should. in the Warhammer. Especially in the war, and they should know this as well from their experience in Black Library. They have developed a, a, a cadre of Black Library authors, you know, uh, capital letters um, that are, you know, loved and adored by their, the, you know, people who read their books. And those authors are credited, and people look forward to specific authors releasing new books. And also, those authors comment on those books. You will hear they're some of the only only people that you'll hear on podcasts with some frequency, um, uh, you know, talking about uh, the stuff that they've made and created and stuff. So they have a little bit more leeway. Perhaps it's due to the nature of how they're employed. I don't know. Um, but regardless, they, they, they are able to build up a, a cachet around certain black library authors as they gain in popularity. When you don't credit people, you miss that opportunity. So not only do um, the... Uh, you know, the actual individual contributors not get, um, you know, their, 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 you know, their due regard. Um, but also they don't have the opportunity to, um, you know, get, uh, people excited for, you know, uh, Josh Diffie's next, uh, you know, awesome cartoon that he's releasing. Uh, people don't get to, you know, hear the thoughts from that particular director or writer or what have you about why they did something. So there's something, I guess there's an opportunity missed there for more interaction, more more engagement, more um, you know excitement around not just the stuff that's being created, but the people who are creating it. And and that, I think that's a, a, a more interesting way for me to look at it rather than this, you know, Games Workshop is evil and draconian and all that. I think that's okay. Well, they, uh, um, I think um, they've been doing all this stuff for a long time, um, and I think it's better to look at what they're you know missing out on by 
doing. I agree. I agree. I'd like to turn to that, but like, I just wanted to like I, go on, Diffie, please. I I think there's there's two things that uh, every company wants to do. All right, they want to keep their talent, and they want to get away with paying as le- as as little as they can while That's still capitalism. keeping their talent. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, and if you look at uh, the the two ways you keep you, you can keep someone, especially in a creative market, is you don't give them the option to shop around because they can't use their work product to shop around. If you look at what um, happened with Duncan, great point. You know, it was very hard. It was very hard for them to stop Duncan. Um, I have, you know, I've, I've got no no knowledge whatsoever of, of the Duncan Games Workshop relationship, but I can only imagine in his position, he probably asked for more money at some point because he could. Um, and at, at one point, he re- probably realized he could make more money leaving Games Workshop and did. All right. So not it, crediting people reduces the chance of people leaving. Well, perhaps. Yep. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, but also there is a, I would say, the rest of the miniature gaming industry are all people who at some point decided to go and have created their own companies and their mm-hmm. own ventures and things like that. So it, it does happen and people do have, have success in creative fields. But I mean, also, guys, I, I do want to pull it back a little bit. Like, this is not, again, as I mentioned before, this is not the only scenario where an artist would have scenarios where their work is uncredited like i don't know who designed the mcdonald's logo they don't have a little fucking notch on there but nonetheless that person has that in their portfolio and they would be able to say you know i was either on the part of the team or i did create this and it would be in their portfolio and they would be able to trade on that um just like i could say i worked at mcdonald's someone would have to go and look into that and see if what i said about it was true but nonetheless, I, I, I could claim that job experience. Like lots of stuff. Yes, but Basically, that, my that entire working life gave. is uncredited. But I can still claim that. Gave, that example you just gave, uh, they're not, McDonald's isn't stopping the person from saying, I worked at McDonald's. Whereas Games Workshop, correct me if I'm wrong here, aren't they specifically saying, hey, creators, you can't say that you worked on this project? Yes, correct. Um, I, I just want to thank the. So, I want to thank the. I want to thank the wiki keeper for donating fifty gift subscriptions again because he's absolutely crazy. Uh, thank you to the wiki keeper. If we can get some wiki keeper love, love in the chat. Uh, that would be great. Um, and I think I'm you bring up some good points, right? Because ultimately, like, what do we as a community? This is really important. I'm personally invested in Warhammer because it's a creative outlet for me. Yeah, like it's exciting. I like the idea of playing games, painting minis. I like the universe. I like the stories. I like how it looks. I love the art. I think the art is so brilliant. Yeah, I like um, I like all sorts of elements. Here. And I love that there's a bunch of creatives who do it. And I guess the real question for ourselves is really ask ourselves, like, what do we really want that company to try and like do for us as a community for those artists that we, we know and love? Um, and I think like crediting them and building them up. Now, Diffie's absolutely right. When like I know internally, so internally again, this is an insight for you guys. They have this thing about ego, where they're like, we don't like people to have an ego. What they're really saying is we don't want people to actually develop a um, uh, like an online presence, or we don't want people to develop like a fan base because when they develop a fan base, 
then they're somehow bigger than the company. And that's because they are draconian. Like, there's no other way around it. They don't understand that actually you can co-opt those relationships. That's what you do in, like, adult businesses. An adult business says, oh, you've got a good fan base. I'd like to integrate your fan base with what we do, and that's how we'll share. That's what community managers do. That's, there's an entire industry of people who do this for a living. They network, they develop relationships, they publicize that for cross-breeding um, uh, marketing. Like, it's just poor marketing is what we're actually seeing. Uh, because really, I desperately want to know who these artists are. I want to know who these creatives are. Because actually, as you develop a network, I could follow them. Like, let's say, like, I've never really liked the painting style from GW, like the heavy metal painting style. It's a bit cartoonish. I quite like the painting style from Forge World. So being local to Nottingham, before I worked at Games Workshop, I was lucky enough to be able to go to the, the Forge World open days. I got to see some of these painters, like Mark Bedford, who's a wonderful painter, Still did one of my favorite um, paint jobs, this kind of like gorgeous Death Guard color on a Knight Preferon. Looked great. Heard him talk about it, talk about his recipes. He tweeted stuff online. He also, oh, I don't know if he tweeted, but he put some stuff online um, and he, like his recipe and stuff. It was free to download and it was great. Made me want to get a Knight Preferon. Made me want to like do it. And following someone like Mark is excellent because I could follow his creative process, which was more in keeping with what I wanted. It's still Games Workshop relevant. I'm still very excited to see the Games Workshop content he creates, but that's not there anymore, right? Same way like the Darren Latham like YouTube channel. That was something where you could learn to paint in a way like Darren Latham who worked there. He only did Games Workshop products and he only did Games Workshop paints, but he eventually wasn't allowed to do that anymore and it got shut down. And that's a shame, right? Because you really want those tool sets. You want those creatives to teach you things because it's the creatives who have the knowledge. They want to, you want to showcase you want to showcase stuff from those creatives because you learn more from them and, and, and you want them credited because, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah, cyclical. Cyclical. Um, uh, right, cyclical. Yeah, this. Yeah, or, or this. Or this. Yeah, any of that. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but overall, overall, I think it would be better for them as a company. The point I'm trying to get at is that like it would be better for them i think that they would do better and yes they're smashing it they're making loads of money okay that's fine but that can be both of those two things can be true i don't know like if you disagree with that diffie what do you think um uh i don't know that was a long rant um... oh sorry yeah was it i didn't really notice <laughs> um i don't know i i i just think um if you're a company as big as games workshop you can afford to pay your talent and therefore you don't need to worry about them leaving if you pay them well that's simple yeah I think that's. I think that's. Okay, I think I mean, Diffie, you're right. That's cutting through the fucking bullshit. They don't want people to develop a profile so that they can pay them less. That's a hundred percent the business practice because they're a piece of shit company. Um, but they like the thing of that. You just say, you just say one of the fondant days. I did. <laughs> anyway, Val, you got any final? Like, we'll we'll move off the subject. But have you got any thoughts before we uh, before we do? Uh, and I would love to know what um, everyone else thinks. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a straw man and uh, and, and a shilly puppet. Uh, but again, uh, I would say that there's absolutely uh, 
nothing wrong with making the argument strongly that there's a lot of benefit to having credited creators and that uh, that is something 100% well, that the games are should should do which i think is exactly what you were saying yeah yeah we agree we agree they it. should just do it because i think it's better for them like it's yeah. a it's a poor marketing decision is is quintessentially what i'm trying to get at i think it's i think it's sad for them that they don't recognize yeah. that having creatives who are excited about their creativity that we get to purchase is better for them. It's a weird flex. Like, I don't, I like, I honestly, I'm trying to like work out why someone might do that, is what I'm trying to say. And I don't really know what the answer is. Also, Stay Handsome has been contradicting us a bit in the chat, and like he's saying that in some places people are credited. So I don't, I don't know specifically what he was. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. They do on occasion credit people, like for different things. Yeah. Like, but but they don't go out of their way to credit people, and also those people can't credit themselves, generally. Yeah, I wonder. I want honestly. I, I do wonder if that is simply a function of whether or not you're 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 full time or contractual or or what have you. Uh, I. I that, that might be the, the, the main difference is simply like your employment status. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that we, we could only we could only read into that and whether or not it's a good policy. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've nailed that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Man. Like, I, I'm just super keen to see more stuff. Like, like, what's the Warhammer community site? Like, if it's not for like, hey, they, like they did a deep dive recently, I think, on like old world art or something, and I was fucking jonesed about that. I was like, this is cool. I want to know, like, I, I do want to know more about it. I remember interviewing, this is a, a thing for me, my personal experiences. I interviewed, um, <laughs> hilariously, I can't remember his name, so I can't credit him, which is fucking great. Uh, I interviewed uh, a guy about the, uh, but that's just because I can't remember his name. <laughs> but I interviewed a guy about the Lord of Change. He designed Safe. the Lord of Change, right? And I interviewed him for like an hour. And it was fascinating hearing him. Like, I never knew that Kairos is more of an older bird. So if you look, his pose is more like weakened and kind of like... Yeah, and he's sort of stooped. Kind of stooped, yeah. yeah. Whereas the other Lord, like the new Lord of Changes, they're more like big and like more virile and kind of like younger and more strong. And I, like, I, I wouldn't... I'm too dumb to pick that up from the model. I don't look at the model and be like, yeah. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. But like I loved hearing that. I would genuinely listen to a podcast about the design of every fucking model. Like you put that on Warhammer Plus. I'd pay five pounds a month for that all the time. Hopefully, hopefully they bring it back. But like that was oh, oh man, I forget. This is hilarious in a, in a show that we're complaining about not crediting people. But I can remember absolutely none of the people involved in the Warhammer podcast that they released for a while. Um, sort of, sort of run away when the pandemic started. But they, you know, they'd interview guys. You know, their names that we already know, but like Jess Goodwin and other people. And that's that's where I was, you know, seeing um, uh, people. Wade Price, thank you. Uh, I was seeing, um, you know, uh, their creators and people from the studio, both like design and and game studio, uh, able to talk about their output. And it, they did so quite candidly, and it was really great conversations. And just like you just said, Rob, like it, it's awesome to hear how people come to the designs and, and creative choices that they make. And yeah, it's missed opportunity to not do that a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would, because I think that's just I don't know. I'm just excited by that stuff personally. That stuff's like that yeah. stuff's content I want to hear. Um, and and with Old World and Warhammer Three specifically, they're and I, they did this a bit with Sisters of Battle too, where the it was sort of a long run. This is something people are crying for right now, but we know that we have a three or four year development cycle. 
So we're gonna we're, we'll just we'll, we'll give some like work in progress updates, um, and they're so cool. Like you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just really awesome. People love seeing behind the scenes stuff. It's really awesome to see that sort of design process. Watching the guys talk about how uh, you know Kathy was Kathy Kathy. Kathy? <laughs> Catalan C- uh, was, uh, was is it Cate? <laughs> was designed um, uh, with absolutely no tropes whatsoever. Uh, was was uh, was fantastic. Um, so and and really enjoyable. So I don't know. Love to see more of that. Story. I think that's the the takeaway. I think like the negative backlash about discrediting artists is is obviously bad, but it, it allows the good conversation to be like, hey dudes, which I think is something to push, and I, I kind of wanted to get to. Hey dudes, don't be scared about doing that because we want to hear it. Like it's content we'll absorb, pay for even. I would argue. Um, and so, yeah. uh, and that's great because really you're just advertising your own product with content we'd pay for, like, which is fucking weird. Like, Hey, there's that thing I'm going to buy. But before that, I'll pay you five pounds to tell me all about it, which is fucking, imagine being like, like people would fucking kill for that. Hey, I'm going to make these guys pay for an advert for a product. And people are like, no, you're never going to be able to pitch. That's a great pitch me in. Yeah. That's fucking great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that- yeah. To me, that yeah. was so. That was what was so awesome when they finally started engaging, you know, with, you know, in your day with with content creators and stop with the cease and desist letters and and things like that. It was they were engaging with people that they don't even they may not get paid for it, but they don't even have to pay anything for you know an, an army of people on the internet preaching the good word about about Games Workshop. It's it's pretty you know like you said with good community management, it's not hard to engender goodwill. Um, and also, like, we're so thirsty for it. Like, we, we really loved it. Like, again, I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning once a week to sort of talk about Warhammer. And I love it. You know, like, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like, a, a good, my life is, is continuing to trend to more and more and more involved in this stuff. Uh, because it's just, I don't know what it is about this. Like, as much as we rag on them, there's something really good that they're doing, right? And so, like, the more that they can involve their, their, their fans... Um, you know, the more their fans are going to like it. So I think it's only only upside to do that. I, I, I think that's, that's, that is a bit of a key point that they, I mean, we obviously do love their product and, and, and you know, generally speaking, what, you know, what they put out. I think that's why we criticise or critique it so much. If, it, if they weren't putting out a good product and we didn't enjoy it, then we wouldn't still be here. Um, <laughs> so um, just, just because you appreciate what someone does doesn't mean you can't be critical critique it or critical yeah 100 yeah. but i i agree with nikos i think the draw is wargaming just games workshop's the largest part of that of that universe like i think wargaming this is fascinating yeah, but i don't play other war games a bit because That's because you I'm lose at. your friends if you play the other war games right your your friends only play x so yeah. i i I think, and this is actually, I think, probably why they went from being called Games... Because I've always wondered, why the hell did they rename their stores Warhammer instead of Games Workshop? And I think I think this is actually a branding exercise that they were more onto than I, I realized. But to me, Games Workshop is the market. And that's why they can act like EA. You know, uh, EA and Games Workshop, I think, have some of the same um, tendencies. And it's I think, I think it's because... People don't want wargaming. They want Warhammer. Um, because I think maybe it's because that's all they know. 
or whatever, or there's just not other games that capture their imagination so well, but they like, or they, they own the segment. And so like, as they go, so goes what we consider tabletop well, wargaming, even though there's a very healthy and massive, you know, sub sub community of other war games and oh, things that can be done. No yeah. Doubt. But I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get kicked in the dick now, not affect bottom line sales or anything, but playability and also marketability as well as in like, um, uh, I can't speak to gameplay other than like glowing reviews I've heard, but I think MCP, so Marvel crisis protocol is like small right. buy-in small playing table, universe specific incredible background i think that's the thing that games workshop have is they have this kind of like amazing universe for you to get lost into um which is the narrative and the law which is again developed by creatives right um so i think that there's i think that's something like i think no one's ever stepped up i think we've talked about this on the show before no one's ever just stepped up to try and compete no one's ever just like even even mcp uh, even M- i don't know if that's true man like like not yeah, big right. money not there's, big there's star money wars, star wars is Star Wars Legion is certainly well supported and has perhaps the best IP. Well, once upon a time, the best IP. That you have for <laughs> so sci-fi. sorry. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, but uh, you know, like the you know, and you just mentioned Marvel Crisis Protocol. I mean, Star Wars for it was a brief moment in probably like 2016, but I do remember reading a trade mag- trade magazine that had like Star Wars X-wing ahead of of Games Workshop sales briefly. Um, so like, yeah, it can happen, and people do invest in it, but ultimately. No one's got a international, you know, brick and mortar retail chain um, that, um, you know, creates people who first and often last interaction with wargaming is just this game, right? Like, I think that's really, really powerful is how they, you know, just the fact that, you know, most people, this is all that they've ever known and all that they've ever heard of. And that allows, I think, Games Workshop to do things like pretend there is no other such, there, there are no other games out there. There is no other way to paint a miniature than than, well, than this system. They have because they have a number of formats now. Whether or not that's AOS, 40k, Kill Team, Blood Bowl, Blood like, Bowl's huge. Um, Blood Bowl's they huge. Had, they had that. They had that. Um, I don't. It didn't last very long, but they had that one with the ships. Um, uh, like, Zero. Yeah. Zero. It didn't last sales. very long. Um, but like they they put out. They've got so many different formats. They've got enough to like. Oh, you, you like you like 40k, and you want to try something a bit more, um, you know, old worldy. You don't have to go to another store; just go to this other shelf. It's true. <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah, like they 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 they've got a good good market, whereas all the competitors pretty much are just one, like they're one game. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I like uh, interesting convo. Very interesting convo. Uh, uh, specific. The meta meta is is always is always fascinating to dissect and and and, and talk about. It's my favorite part, to be honest with you. I knew so. you'd like this. I knew you'd like this. <laughs> this is right, like without Pete being here, I was like, if I was gonna love this section of the show, uh, <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting. Ultimately, and it kind of made me go back and look at all the mark. The interesting thing is, what I didn't do then is go and look at a bunch of Games Workshop stuff. Is I went and looked at a bunch of Mark Gibbons' art, and I thought, how mm. cool is his art? Like, it's so great. Like, I went away and I looked at more art. But then, ultimately, the art I was looking at was Warhammer art. And I got more emotive about Warhammer due to the art. So, like, no one lost in that situation. Me being more, like, enamored by art didn't make me less enamored with the product that Games Workshop are able to sell me. 
Like, it just made me impressed by the art. So, if anything, that's an emotional journey that they should really understand. And they should try and, like, they should try. I don't know how. I've not worked in the big companies to really understand. I mean, I've worked in that big company, but they're idiots. Like, I haven't worked in a big company who understand that kind of, like, emotional treadmill that people go through, um, which is a shame. I wonder if working for any other corporation might um, help you realize how uh, depressingly not unique <laughs> a lot of these experiences are. Uh, I guess the difference is, is that we feel so much more intimately connected. And that's actually one of the, I think that's one of the main, this is one of my pet theories right now with, with, with PW and their fan base. I think you see it in Star Wars too, and, and other ones where you are like really intimately connected. Either you're encouraged to participate in, you know, creating a narrative or designing stories or building and painting models, whatever. Um, you feel like you have some ownership that you've been a part of that thing. The reality is you don't really, and um, and so that I think causes like this sort of unrequited love relationship sometimes between uh, the company and its fan base because get really uh, possessive you know um and uh i think we also have been led to you know believe that you know as well like we 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 are encouraged to create our own stories and forge our narrative and all that kind of stuff and that um you not know makes money. you feel like <laughs> not for money anymore <laughs> um you know um <laughs> that makes so that makes you feel like that yeah i could because hey this is this warhammer's for everyone right like so like there's this there's a sort of, uh, you know, uh, dissonance between maybe how we come to feel about it and then how we see things unfolding in reality. Well, anyway, uh, if you guys, if either of you two got any plans this week, uh, Diffie, we'll start with you. Got any 40k plans? You're locked in home uh, in 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 the Australia. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm 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 locked at home, but uh, I will be uh, on uh, support call. For uh, round one of LGT, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. We we done it. Apart from our websites crashed three times. Oh, not week. you, bro. Uh, but no, I appreciate it. It's uh, exciting. Yeah, I'll be uh, just no. More generally speaking, yeah. So 640 k uh, players. Uh, I think the major stress is that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm doing two two streams, uh, but thankfully the Scrivo is there to do the 40k stream, uh, and I'm doing the Age of Sigma stream on my own. Um, who's your talent? Who's who's going to be shoutcasting along uh, with you? The talented Nick uh, and the talented Tom. We might be having some special guest uh, commentators for the invitation, or specifically Innes Wilson might be coming along um, to do yes. some to do some shoutcasting. Which he's not invited. He didn't get. He didn't get a nod for the invitational. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but we've also. Well, I guess. I guess maybe he just doesn't have uh, a phone doesn't number. Doesn't have the clout. Um, or something. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the invitational is um isn't it predominantly more like podcaster like celebrity type yeah, kind of this people could be the original players could be the original Nova form, format invitational which was less about being competitive more about sort of building yeah. up hype and something it is there's a round one round one there. we've got the yeah. Manny Mikey rematch. Oh yeah, well, you know, so because of the the controversy that they both caused at their event, so uh, uh, they they're against each other, uh, which is uh, quite interesting. You've got um, you've got the fella from Goonhammer, you got all sorts of uh, chaps. So that's going to be the Invitational, um, uh, which will be fun on the Friday, and it'll be nice to just cut our teeth on that before we get to the actual main event, um, which is seven rounds um, uh, of coverage. So it's going to be pr- plenty. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some 
broken hearts. Well, yeah, yeah, there's going to be some broken hearts. We talked about this already, but like, there's, I mean, that cut's yeah. going to be pretty savage, um, ultimately. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, like, uh, so that's going to be really fun. I'm just looking forward to the crew, uh, and I'm looking forward to the the guys uh, cutting their teeth on doing some live coverage as well over the course of the weekend. So that'll be really fun. I don't think you need names necessarily for the coverage. You just need people that are going to work really hard to make it good. Um, you mean like you, so? You, so Honest Wargamer will not be crediting their 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 artists. Is what you're saying? No, no, no. As in, as in, as in. They don't. They don't need names, Rob. No, as in, as, I mean, their names will be their names will be on the fucking screen, like literally on the screen. So. Oh, like, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. I got it. I got uh, what? I'm, um, go on. Go ahead. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is like, is Tom and Nick are, are phenomenal people, and yes, maybe they're not as famous as, let's say, Nick Nanavati. Um, uh, but I think that they're going to do an incredible job and I'm quite excited for people to tune in for that um, because I think that's quite important and also if we get the opportunity um, uh, I'd quite like to get some guest commentators in and try some people out like commentary is still so new um, that I would yeah. like to I would like to have a whole bunch of people try their hand at it if they get the <laughs> opportunity so um, the 40k crew have been told to play fast and loose if they get the opportunity so they're going to try that um, and just try and make yeah. it as sweet as possible yeah. That what I'd really cool. love to see, oh, yeah, I'd really love to see um, a stream, not a live stream. The commentators will be live, but the stream won't be. All right, the stream will be a pre-recorded game that they haven't seen beforehand, played at like twenty speed, and they've got to call it like a racetrack. <laughs> That's an interesting. Have you ever concept. seen? Have you ever seen the League of Legends guys practice? So no. they just practice. They just yes. practice over a game like that's pre-recorded yeah. they don't do, like they don't just like go at it live first time they just practice over a pre-recorded game and then they keep practicing and keep, i mean they're lucky that they there's billions of pre-recorded games <laughs> um but they just practice over and over and over and over and over again um and then yeah. like they're in a room with someone critiquing critiquing it the bit of this, bit of this they do practice over and over and over and over and over you, right. can't, make me, you can't make me unhappy this is how i gesticulate bit of this <laughs> Um, I was going to say that one of the Rob, I think you're you're like awesome to do that because one of the like quietly awesome things that I found doing uh, what was it? Lone Star Open um, was that we didn't have Paul Murphy, who's normally my one chair, um, so I just rotated through a couple different hosts, and I think they all did so awesome. Um, also made me real like really feel confident that you never have to have the host local if you don't want to. Um, I thought that was like pretty evident that they were able to do their job remotely really well um so yeah like bringing people through like i think absolutely there's so much opportunity to go out there and find people who like can do a really good job of this and there's more than one so i can't wait to see who uh who comes out i can't wait to see i, I really hope Innis does get on by the way tom and nikos also really good core talent to have on hand um, oh yeah, I got I like, got no dramas with super, those two. Super keen to see I'm like, you guys, you guys yeah. can just take the event away. Like, you crack on. I've got me and a very aggressive punk kid called Adam Mumford doing the Age of Sigmar stream. Uh, like, <laughs> the Age of Sigmar stream is going to be very different. Like, those guys are like, look, lads, you've got to be pretty professional. It's on the T-Sports Network. And we're just going to be over on the Honest Wargamer channel like, welcome, dickheads. Uh, as you can see, there's some <laughs> mega gargants again, and it's fucked. It's all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, like I, I'm super proud of them. They're going to do a great job. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys have a, a really great week. We're going to go now. Uh, thank you to everyone in the Twitch I, chat. I mean, big shout out to Datcom who just subscribed. Val, you got sounds like you got a shout out you want to make. 
Quick shout out to Nurgle Matthew, who apologized for interrupting me when he gifted 50 uh, uh, subs to the channel for the second time today. Yeah, um, second time. Pretty sure you're allowed. And there you go. Um, so, um, yeah, you're allowed to interrupt any time if that's the, the means with which you. I'm pretty sure if you're just throwing, you know, you know, benefits at people, you can interrupt them. So don't worry about it. Uh, thank you, Nogel Matthew. Uh, I am literally about to end this call and get a Wicket Keeper remote produced just for you. I might even just get a special button I press that just shouts Wicket Keeper uh, into a microphone or something. Uh, so let me know who your favorite guest is, and I'll get them to shout my, uh, Wicket Keeper for you. Personally, I'd get Pete doing it, but like in a really grumpy way, like Wicket Keeper. Like, thanks, Pete. That'd be great. Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, thanks, uh, everyone uh, in the chat. Thanks for being on this gamers. Thank you to Diffie and Val. Happy birthday to Diffie. Thank you, Val, Happy birthday, for Diffie. being uh, an angel. Thank you, Twitch chat. You're all wonderful. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for being on this gamers. See you guys.